You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome, welcome back to another episode, my friend. Today, we have another coaching call episode, and we sat down with one of our students from our course, The Instagram Major, and coached her on all things Instagram. And you, my friend, get a little front row seat into our conversation. Today, we chatted with Dallas-based intimate wedding photographer, Annie Shannon, the literal sweetest human on the planet, and we chatted about her Instagram. So in today's episode, Evie and I go over her Instagram feed, giving her tips on the disconnect that she said she's feeling with booking potential clients from Instagram. And then while going through our course, The Instagram Major, Annie actually discovered her niche, accessible elopements and intimate weddings for couples who want the view without the hike. And so today we coach her on how to incorporate that specific niche into her Instagram strategy and into her business as a whole. We also chat with Annie about how to align your content strategy to speak directly to your ideal client so you're more likely to connect to your followers on Instagram and convert them into paying clients. I just pray that listening in on our coaching call today with Annie, that it will open your eyes to different ideas and strategies that you can use in your own business, specifically on Instagram, whether you're similar to Annie or not. All right, let's get to the show. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Annie, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Dude, this is so fun to have you here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. Annie is like the freaking sweetheart of sweethearts. So I'm just so excited to fully introduce you to our audience. Like you are a gem. You are just like, when I think of a ray of sunshine, I think of you and I'm just so excited to chat with you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, (laughs) I'm so excited. I've been in the heart, like heart university courses for like since 2020. And so I'm super duper duper excited to be on this call with you. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, can you give like our listeners a breakdown of who you are? Because I mean, you just said it a little bit there. You are a student in our photo major course and you're also a student in our Instagram major. You are just like queen bee of all our (laughs) courses. So it shows (laughs) shows up to like all our live coaching calls, our Instagram lives, like literally (laughs) VIP student right there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But yeah, do you do you want to just like give a, a rundown of who you are, what you do, all the juice? Yeah, yeah. My name's Annie Shannon. I am a DFW-based destination intimate wedding and elopement photographer. I have been in the wedding industry since I was 17 years old. And I just have a passion for loving brides and serving couples on their wedding day. And leading up to the wedding day, educating them on how to plan it so it's not a stressful thing. I was actually, how I got into photography was I was a missionary and then got sent back home um, and then grew my business. And by the time I had grown my business, 
I felt called back to missions and I went back to missions and then God closed some doors and I came back to the United States and felt oh, called yeah. to restart my business. And I joined the Hart University's photo major course. Um, and after that, I kind of have gone from there. And so I, I have a heart for serving brides and I'm kind of pivoting my brand a tiny bit so that I'm able to serve people in a more accessible way. I, I have extreme asthma and my, my legs are actually crooked and they've been crooked since I was little. And so I want to be able to provide a service for couples who may not want to hike you know, a mo- like longer than a mile or who can't even hike because they're in a wheelchair or something like mm-hmm. that. Yes. Oh, this makes me so excited. So I know. dang excited. <laughs> um, okay. So how this call is going to go, both for you, Annie, as well as like the listeners, we're, I mean, listeners are just tuning in on like a live coaching call with us and you and, you know, chatting all things Instagram and Instagram marketing. So Annie, I know you have like a list of questions prepared and, you know, topics we want to kind of discuss and like brainstorm together and all of that. So if you're down, let's just dive straight on in and you can just ask us anything and everything and we'll hold nothing back. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, if anyone is listening and wants to follow along when we're talking about my Instagram, my Instagram is annieshannon.co because .com was taken. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But really. Yeah. And and I think it'll also be helpful. Anybody that's listening to this, obviously, if you're driving, then like don't. But um, I think it'll be helpful for them to have a visual and kind of like look at your Instagram while we're talking. Because I think not only for you, it'll be really applicable and helpful for the listener to learn things as well. Because we are talking about something that is a little bit, you know, visual uh, for the most part. And so, yeah. Thank you for dropping your handle. Okay. So let's just like dive off the deep end. Let's dive in. What is like your first thing when it comes to Instagram? What is your biggest um, concern or issue? Oh, okay. So I think, let me see my questions. I think what my issue, my biggest issue is like kind of funneling people through my Instagram, you know, getting to know me when they first see a reel or a post that someone has shared, like a viral post, and then going from there and getting to know me and my brand and what I offer and then booking me. I I don't know what the disconnect is, but I do not have very many people who will reach out over you know, messages or email to book, but I get a lot of messages asking for tips and advice through Instagram when it comes to wedding planning or even just engagement photo sessions. Me and me and Abby are like, we just like, stared oh, at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, okay, who's going first? <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay. Wait, wait. So when you say people are, are like, they're engaging with you via DM or comment and they're like, cause you're putting out education, I'm assuming on like, hey, this is what you should do on your engagement or or your wedding plan. Is that correct? Yeah. So I get I get messages quite a lot because I'm I did a story series that kind of popped up off about how to dress for your engagement session and what works, what doesn't. And a lot of people kind of shared it with their friends. It was on my Instagram story. And then I kind of posted a little bit about it. And now people will message me about that specifically, or because I share wedding tips pretty regularly, I get 
Instagram questions about, oh, what do you, what are your opinions on robes for the wedding day for all the bridesmaids and all that jazz? Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. Uh, I mean, do you have thoughts? I have thoughts, but yeah, I go can for also it. Pa- okay. My first thought is I love that, like, I'm looking at, like, your Instagram right now. And so, again, like, listeners, like, follow along, go to, you know, at AndyShannon.co. But um, I think your personality, like you're showing up on reels, you're sharing your work. But I, when I come to your feed and and there's like a myriad of things that that we can dive into. So it's not like that your issue might just be like a one, a one track pony situation. That didn't make sense, but uh, (laughs) it might not, it might be a myriad of like a bunch of little smaller things. And so the first thing that I'm noticing on your feed in particular is your work is incredible, like literally so incredible, but I feel like I'm not, seeing how incredible it is from your feed itself. Does that make sense, Annie? Yeah. I mean, it. I'm having to figure out how to lay it out in a way that is aesthetically, you know, pleasing when someone comes onto my page. Right. Which, and I, I want to say that with a grain of salt because, you know, it's 2022. The aesthetics of our feeds aren't as important as they used to be. However, I still think with the photography industry, when it is a example and a showcasing of your portfolio, I think there is an element of like, you want your feed or at least your portfolio in your feed to be like eye-catching and popping and be like, whoa. And so it's not that I don't think your photos are good. I think it's like the positioning of them. So for Mm -hmm. example, when I'm looking at your feed right now, I'm seeing like a lot of busyness and you are bringing in like some minimal like elements to it with like the graphics of, I I mean, for anybody that's seeing it, um, like right now when we're interviewing her, not interviewing her, whatever, talking to her, you're listening to this, you get it. Um, The first thing that's like on her feed is uh, the florals and photography. It's like a graphic for a live uh, video that you did. And then there's like a blue graphic that is a reminder for the live for that. Li- that's funny. For the- Anyways, you get it. Um, and so there's a lot of like simplistic elements to it, a minimal, like that, that balance out the more busier photos, but specifically with the photos themselves, there's a lot of busyness. I don't know. Evie, would you agree with that? Um, yes. I also think almost on top of that, like added to it, Lindsay, what I'm seeing Annie is, these like educational lives are so good. I love that. But I want to continue to see a lot of your work intermixed with them. Like when I look at this, it almost looks like you're a bridal educator slash like a wedding planner because you're talking about like florals and wedding day timelines and all of that. And that's amazing. And I know you've actually partnered with both of those girls are Instagram major students as well. So I love seeing that community. Um, But my thought is at least like right now when I glance at like the beginning of your stuff, I'm like, I'm seeing not like a ton of like, this is my photo work. These are the emotions my clients are experiencing. This is, you know, the stories that I'm telling Mm -hmm. with all of, does that like, does that make sense? Like you want absolutely to educate, but I almost feel like as I've scrolled through like some of your posts, it almost seems like it's so heavily educational that it's not showing even like your capabilities as a photographer um as which well I think as the work is a, is a unique problem that like yes, a lot of is. people aren't aren't doing what you're which the fact that you're educating the fact that you I mean I know you're partnering up to do these lives because like you're in the Instagram major and we're like do lives which rock and roll for you do those we're not saying don't do those mm-hmm. I think we're saying like in addition to those things make sure especially if you're trying to get more bookings through Instagram for your weddings and for your sessions that your portfolio is like front and center and that you're you're posting that pretty consistently 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I do need to do a couple more styled shoots or just model calls in general because I really haven't been booking this year. I've booked friends and friends mm-hmm. of friends, but I really haven't booked. And maybe that's because I've leaned into that because coming back from missions, I had my very old portfolio. I had some weddings that I had shot in Mexico, but mm-hmm. I I didn't have a full portfolio from like years prior that it was in my new editing style. And so I I think I need to go out and just shoot like crazy, which I'm planning to do as soon as my wedding. (laughs) You're like, once I get married and life is settled down. Oh yeah. For For the listener that's listening to this, Annie gets married in like what, two weeks? Like not even? 11 days. She's like, one less than two weeks. She's like, hang on, post-marriage, I'll implement things. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great place to be. But okay, Mm -hmm. I'm glad actually you brought up the editing because that is something, when I actually also looked at the dates of when you're posting, you've not been posting very consistently, which uh, like grace upon grace with this because like we all have been in seasons like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's not the issue. But because I think you have transitioned your editing style a little bit, that's the other thing that I was thinking is, is making your work look a little bit disjointed and busy. Not even maybe because the actual photos themselves are busy, but because the editing styles are pretty different um, mm-hmm. when I'm looking down your feed. And I, I bet when people are looking as well, they're seeing that too. And so even if you, I mean, yes, absolutely go out and do styled shoots, all, all of that. But is there a way that you could go back and re-edit old work so that it's very, very cohesive and consistent and then just like post away? I mean, I could. However, I don't think that my older work reflects what I'm currently doing and the niche market that I am trying to target Um, because I I really do love the more intimate side of it. I I get a little anxious at really big events. Totally. (laughs) And I shot a lot of big events and I've second shot a lot of big events since coming back to the States. So it's just being very selective on what I show, mm-hmm. which I need, to sh- I, I need to show more. My best friend has even called me out. She's like, Annie, you need to show more of your <laughs> work. I love Well, that's it. what I'm saying. Your work itself is like literally so stunning. I just want to see more of it and more like just, I mean, you do a really good job. Even like this photo of like the grandma, it's like against a white wall with a window. That's freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just want to see more of it more frequently and mm-hmm. in a cohesive editing style. I'm okay. asking for a lot. <laughs> well, I also want to say though, Annie, I really love that you identified that your past work no longer reflects where you're taking your brand and your business mm-hmm. now. So I just yeah. want to say massive kudos for that. That's amazingly like just aware of who you are, who you're not, who you serve, who you don't. Um, So that's huge. That makes sense too. Like when I was, you know, asking, like saying, I want to see more of your work and you're like, I think I just need to get more, like more work to share. Mm -hmm. I think that might be a lot of what you're feeling too then, Annie, with like clients are coming to you asking for help, which tells me that they identify you as an expert in the wedding industry. That in and of itself is huge. And that's something Mm -hmm. that a lot of photographers never like struggle with for a long time. So I just want to say you are already ahead of the curve. What I think you are the dis like connect the the disjointedness for Mm -hmm. that audience and where you are now is that you're probably like from the sounds of it, you're not showing yourself actively shooting and working with clients regularly, like the Mm -hmm. behind the scenes portions of it, as Mm -hmm. well as getting the fresh work that, because the reality is 
you're speaking to your clients with the the issues, the struggles, and the pain points that they have. And that's amazing. That's huge. But what you also need and want to be doing is helping your clients self-identify with your work of seeing a certain photo. Like for example, uh-huh. the photo that you have here of like the grandma. Somebody you know, a bride and groom who have grandparents living who are so important to them and like having a first look with them, they're going to identify with that, those photos instantly Mm -hmm. and be like, oh my gosh, this is me. Or the photo that you have of, you know, the more like backyard looking wedding, like them cutting the cake or whatever. It just looks intimate and, and peaceful and, you know, more down to earth, like a client is going to look at that and put themselves in those photos. So Mm -hmm. you want them most opportunities, it sounds like, in your marketing right now on social media to help your clients self-identify with your specific work, your style, the way you interact with your clients. Like Mm -hmm. you've already established yourself as an expert and very knowledgeable who can help serve them in like timelines and outfit planning and, you know, booking stuff, Mm -hmm. which is huge. But now I'm like, okay, now help your clients picture themselves working with you to get Mm -hmm. your photos. And I think that's just going to require shooting a bit more and showing more of that work. And showing it like not only obviously on your your feed, but just like Evie said, like showing behind the scenes, storying while you're out, even if it's a free session, story it as if it's a normal session. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also add... I, I love your highlights. Your highlights are very clean right now, which mwah, we love. We love that. <laughs> um, I would include, I know you have my why, which I haven't listened to like the whole thing. It's just photos. and Okay, has, yeah, I'm seeing that. Yeah, but uh, I do need to do a start here. Yes, I'm that's just, what I was going to say. I I've like been, that you also have reviews. Yeah. Oh, sorry, continue. I've been waiting until after I get married. <laughs> which, yeah. by all means, please wait. Yes, anything. Yes. That, anything that we say... <laughs> Is uh, no pressure to do yes, that in the no, next we're eleven not, days. We're not like Annie. Why have you not done it now? I can't <laughs> believe you're planning a wedding in three months and like haven't done all of this yet. <laughs> so you're I like good. that this you have. Great. I like that you have the camera emoji. Obviously, for like behind the scenes, I would right now. It's just photos. I would love to see in that like stories of you actually shooting. Like anytime you go on a shoot, mm-hmm. if you can get like a buddy to come with you to be like, just like your little minion that's storying or even on a wedding day, having your second shooter or just an assistant come and story. If, if you can do that, I, I think that's just like such a powerful way to honestly help, help your followers, like see themselves in the, just like Evie was saying, like in your ideal client's shoes. So that way you have you have like, obviously you have the education part down, like we mm-hmm. said, and then you have the the education part, but then your personality, which you, you are showing up as you a lot on your, on your feed. I, I can see that pretty well. Also your caption game is so freaking strong. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. Um, so I think that's all good. I think the disconnect is like, they're coming to you because they see you as an expert and it's like, oh, that's great. But I think the emotion of like the connection of like, oh, MG. I'm in love with this girl and her work speaks to me. And I have to, I literally cannot get married unless she is the Mm -hmm. one photographing it. I think that's the missing link that I'm seeing. And I think what, what you do is like showcase the emotion, showcase the experience of what it's like to work with Annie more on your feed and on reels and like on your stories, which I think just the more you start shooting, even if it's fake, not fake, but like, even if it's a styled (laughs) shoot, like bring your followers along on the journey so that they can like feel that through the screen. And when they feel it through the screen, they're going to be like, oh, damn. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
we have to book her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually do have some behind the scenes. I just haven't put it in that because I was cleaning up my stories. I, I have a kind of a, a strategy that I'm going to try. I'm going to try and open up each highlight and then put stories after that of behind the scenes. That way it kind of invites people to actually sit through and watch the the stories because I've seen so many highlights and my past highlights before I cleaned them up were so sporadic. I didn't know what the heck was happening. I saw me shooting, but I was like, well, she's a photo- I'm a photographer, but there, there was a very much a disconnect and I wanted to create a little bit more connection. So mm-hmm, I, yeah. I love that you were like, you need to show the behind the scenes because it gives me permission to do that. But I'm wanting to do that strategically. So I'm thinking of a way to open up a highlight. And then, um, so like me talking to the camera, like, hey, welcome to the behind the scenes. This is where you'll see how I work and how I can serve you better. And then Mm -hmm. all that. Because I I really want to make it so that when someone comes to my feed and they click on something, they're not confused, they're not lost, and they don't just click Mm -hmm. off and move on. Okay, I'm so glad you said that. I mean, this is something that we obviously, you know, we teach this in the Instagram major, but especially when it comes to highlights, people don't think about a stranger. They don't, they, they just, we don't, we, we automatically were like, oh, that goes in this highlight. Well, it's just whatever. And we don't ever like go through our own highlights from the perspective of a stranger coming to our mm-hmm. account for the first time or even a potential client. And so I'm so glad that you said that. I think that's so wise to like even have like a, a, a about me or a start here highlight that's like introducing yourself and then being like, hey, I'm Annie. This is a little bit of my heart. This is what I do. This is who I serve. And here's some behind the scenes of me at a wedding. And then it's like, it shows those. And then it's like, and then this is me editing, showing you the behind it. Like, it's like almost taking them. It's, it's understanding that a highlight is like a mini movie and it's like, Mm -hmm. it still needs to tell a story. Yeah. And I like that you did like said something about editing because I spend a lot of time behind the camera, not the camera, computer, (laughs) Um, editing and really investing time and praying over my couples while I'm editing their weddings. And I want to, I want to showcase the hard work as well, because it's mm-hmm. not just you get photos in the mail after a right. week or like four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Absolutely. you could even have a highlight that, I mean, it could be a part of your about me or start here highlight, but it could also be another highlight that says like my process or my experience, because mm-hmm. that's a part, everything that I've just said earlier about like showing why Annie or like showing the experience that you give, I want to know as a potential client that you pray over my photos as you're editing them. Like that, yeah. that immediately makes you stand out from a good chunk of people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just Annie, you know, for you, a matter of just, you've been in like such a busy season and you've been tackling like some of the portions of marketing that are what entrepreneurs and specifically like photographers and service-based entrepreneurs struggle with so hard. Like you are crushing it. So I don't want anything we're saying to be like, show more, show more, do more, do more. Like, oh, right. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that you're just like encouraging me and what I kind of feel like I need to do. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it really just kind of hones in because I'm a very, very much someone who's very contemplative. I overthink sometimes 
And this just assures me that I'm not overthinking and I need to stop thinking and actually need to take action. Yeah. I I think that's relatable to a lot of people though. I think a lot of people, especially when it comes to Instagram, overthink their content, overthink their feeds, overthink everything. And great, like we are, I mean, we teach Instagram and there are rules to engagement. There are rules to like growing. But at the same time, I think more people could just do with just posting the dang thing versus like not posting it, waiting for everything to be perfect, waiting for every single thing to line up. So like with, Mm -hmm. with everything that we're telling you and teaching you take that with a grain of salt that like posting anything is better than posting nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm working on the laying out my feed prior so that I can just focus more on the other aspects of my business that I really love Mm -hmm. and posting that and all that. I do have a question about behind the scenes though. Yeah. Okay. So I follow a lot of like business educators. So I see a lot of their behind the scenes of how they are making content for people and all that. However, I recognize I am not a business educator. I am a photographer and I am serving brides. When it comes to behind the scenes, do I show people what I'm doing when it comes to content photos or uh, stuff that they they wouldn't necessarily care about or they might care because they they know me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's a mixture of both. Um, so on one hand, first, okay, first, let me backtrack. Annie, Lindsay and I are sitting here like like aggressively nodding our heads, like <laughs> applauding because it You is, actually understand that, the yes, difference. The, the difference that like the fact that you're like, I am not a business educator. I am speaking to brides, not fellow entrepreneurs. Like that's huge. Um, That's one of the Mm -hmm. biggest mistakes we see photographers making right now, especially with the launch of reels. Photographers are like, yeah, there, there is, there's just confusion. If you are educate, if you have some sort of offer that is educating somebody, another photographer, then by Mm -hmm. all means, yes, educate like business. But if you're, if you're trying to speak to brides, maybe don't do that. But any, anyways, anyways, you, you, I love that you have clarity on that. And like recognize that. So when it comes to the actual, like what behind the scenes do I share? When I say behind the scenes, I think there's like two camps. There's the camp of you showing your process of everything that involves your client in the sense of you, you know, share, oh, I'm responding to some inquiries. Like look at this short paragraph of like, you know, what this client said, they found me through blah, blah, you know, like a raving section or like mm-hmm. whatever, you know, from the inquiry, something like that to the client consults, you can be like, Hey, you know, just finished a couple of client consults. It was so fun. Like one of the questions they asked mm-hmm. was this, and I answered this. And I just, I love serving my clients. Like mm-hmm. even something like that is like giving a glimpse behind the scenes of like your workflow. So mm-hmm. anything that involves like a client inquiry, client yeah. consult, um, actually shooting, editing, delivering the final, their reviews, all of that, I would pull the curtain back and have behind the scenes in that sense. On the other hand, I would also keep in mind any sort of pulling the curtain back on Annie Shannon. Like who is Annie Shannon? What does her life look like? What's going on in her life? And Mm -hmm. those things can include, you know, a date night with your fiance, soon to be husband, um, 
you know, like planning your own wedding and what that looks like and, you know, how busy life has been for you and like mm-hmm. a quick engagement, like in the world standards, you know, stuff like that. That's also what I would consider like behind the scenes and like raw relatable. Um, okay. But when I think, I think when Landon, Landon, wow, husband's name came out, Lindsay and I. Um, when Lindsay I'm basically, I'm basically Landon. You're basically Landon your- 2.0. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. Um, no, when Lindsay and I are talking about behind the scenes, like in in what we were just saying like a few minutes ago, I think we were meaning more of like, your workflow, like the, okay. the client, yeah. like show, have videos of like you on a shoot interacting with your clients, show you guys like, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out and and having some appetizers before you go to the shoot or, you know, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Anything involving your clients, I think is what we were more specifically talking yeah. about. Okay. Well, cause that's, that's what potential clients, that's what I mean when I said like, Hey, show your experience, show the Annie Shannon experience of like okay. what, happens when people book you because that's what is part of the experience, right? And it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm showing the way I cull so that other photographers can see it. Like, I mean, that that works for photography educators, but there is an element of like, okay, how could I show this behind the scenes with the mindset that potential brides would see this to see my turnaround time, to see how I actually treat their photos, to see that I pray over that, like all of that. So it's like, it it obviously could be both, but just like Evie said it, it's like, I think potential clients of yours are curious. I mean, if I think of like, if I'm hiring someone, I almost like, I'm curious of like, what what are they going to do? Like, what's their process? Like, I want to know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, especially if you, if you don't know anything about the industry, like I know Annie, you and I were talking on the last Instagram major, like coaching call, we were talking about florals, wedding florals, and like mm-hmm. how shockingly expensive they are to so many people who just don't know anything about wedding florals and stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you that's an example of like an industry maybe that like prior to being a bride, same with photos, you don't know anything about. So seeing like, how long does it take you to to get a bouquet? Do you source flowers that are in season or not? You know, how do you deliver them to your clients? Do they need to keep them refrigerated? Like all of those like behind the scenes of the process of florals, like which for you is the process of photography, helps your clients like go Oh, and then on top of that, you're showing them the value, the uniqueness, the, you know, everything that comes with the Annie Shannon Shannon experience. And it's going to help them be like, oh, I need Annie. Like no one else will do. I want Annie because I know she prays over her clients or I know that, you know, on the shoot, she's so calming and like loving. And I don't want a psycho crazy person like Evie and Lindsay, like stressing (laughs) me out on my wedding day. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they're going to want you for you. And those behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, not only like satisfy their curiosity and answer their questions, but it also showcases your uniqueness and your value. Yeah, I love that. It it really helps kind of solidify. So no talking about me batching reels, no talking about like me taking headshots or kind of briefly go over it in my stories, but really hone in on the client experience. That makes sense. Well, yeah. I and mean, it's, I think- it's not even that you can't share that stuff. I think that stuff makes a little bit more sense if you are trying to market to business owners. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, did you have thoughts? Well, yeah, I was going to say that I would consider those things falling under like the personal behind the scenes. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing for you to share like, hey, in my workday today, I'm actually like totally caught up on editing. So I am batching a bunch of reels to help create content and value that serves you. You know, like 
Yeah. There, I don't think it's a bad thing, but what you obviously don't want to do is have all of your behind the scenes be content. Yes, exactly. Like you, you want to always think in the content that you're creating, is this speaking to my ideal client in Mm -hmm. serving them? So even sharing, you know, I'm taking headshots today. Like you totally can, because that's pulling back the curtain on Annie Shannon. Yeah. But you don't want to only ever pull back the curtain on Annie Shannon and or your work life to make it seem like you're trying to teach other people how to do your work life, if that makes okay. sense. Unless makes you sense. ever start educating people, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I ever start pivoting that way, then I will lean into that. But I really want to lean into serving brides and that's my heart. And I, I tried to refrain from sharing too much like super heavy business stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I really want to focus on brides and couples and loving them and, you know, showing them that I care about who they are. I um, love that. We are so excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become a new sponsor to the show. Did you know that Evie and I are not, in fact, recording this podcast in the same location? Wild, right? But if you didn't know, we don't live in the same city or not even in the same state. And in order to record with each other as well as guests for the show, we needed to find a way to record remotely. Enter Zencaster. Every episode of this show we've recorded remotely using Zencaster. And in our experience, it is by far the best in the podcasting industry. Yes, Zencaster's all in one web based solution just makes the whole podcasting process so quick and painless. We seriously swear by them. I mean, if you know us, you know that we are obsessed with simplicity and quality. And Zencaster provides all of that with crystal clear audio that records each person's audio separately, which makes editing episodes a billion times easier. You can also record gorgeous HD videos in addition, which is huge, not to mention it is easy to use even for our guests that aren't that tech savvy. There's nothing to download. They just click on the link and we start recording. If you want to use the best podcasting platform in the world, we cannot recommend Zencaster enough. Use the link zen.ai forward slash the heart hustle pod to get 30% off your first three months. And if that link was kind of long, then the link will also be in the show notes. Listen, if you utilize Instagram Reels correctly, it is a powerful and completely free way to explode your business. Like, free, y'all. There is no other way right now to get your content and business in front of millions of people for free. It is insane. And if you're not jumping on that bandwagon because you're just lost on how or where to even start, literally, we have your solution. If you're needing more in-depth help getting your strategy with Reels up and running, we have to introduce you to the Reels Miner, our course solely dedicated to teaching you how to not only make the best Reels possible, but also how to strategically use them in your business to make sales and build your audience. In the Reels Miner, we have tools, resources, video walkthrough tutorials on everything from understanding the growth strategy behind Reels, how to creatively keep people's attention, how to constantly come up with ideas, and how to edit in the Instagram app and outside of it, how to do manual transitions, and lots more. Now, if you're interested in checking out the Reels Miner and up-leveling your Reels game today, just go to thereelsminer.com and start utilizing Reels to grow your Instagram and business starting now. That's thereelsminer.com, and we will see you there. Do we want to dive into some of your questions? I'm reading these and I'm like, these are incredible questions. (laughs) Yeah. Do you you have numbers? Oh no! I I mean, literally. I mean, it's your it's your coaching call. I want yeah. Whatever you want to know. Ask. (laughs) I'm just reading them, and I was like, these are incredible. Okay. Yeah, I actually listened to every single Instagram podcast prior to this and wrote down (laughs) my questions, so you didn't have a repeat question. So this would be more valuable. Oh my gosh, Annie, you put in the work. I am literally impressed with (laughs) VIP student. VIP student. (laughs) 
Uh, it's because I really see how God uses y'all, and I really feel like God's using y'all to grow me and disciple me in my business. So okay, well, stop right well, now. I'm, Otherwise, I'm I will literally, start crying. I'm like fighting back tears, but it's like, okay. Don't I'll be you a- dare say another word, Annie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh. Um. Anyway, so when we were in one of the coaching calls, we were talking about niches and all that jazz. And I realized, and I started kind of crying, that I am actually marketing to the wrong people and the wrong niche in the sense of I cannot hike miles and miles because I have extreme asthma in both legs. And so um, due to this, I'm, I, I am pivoting my business. And I, I've, I've mentioned it before, but... In episode 172, you mentioned pivoting slowly is the way to go. And I would love to hear your thoughts on how to pivot from going like adventurous destination and intimate weddings and elopements to accessible vows with a view and no hiking or little hiking on Instagram. Um, because I just, I just want to be able to book and you guys pointed out something that's really hitting home as to why people may not be booking from Instagram, but I would love more insights on that. Did you just say vows with a view? That is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Yeah. I, I posted in the photo major, I believe. And I asked people what they thought and someone came up with that. I don't know who it was, but shout out to them for... Yeah, kudos to... Shout out to our course students. I know. (laughs) I love our community so much. Okay, 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 okay. First of all, I love this. Also, when when you said like we we in one episode 172 mentioned pivoting slowly, Mm -hmm. my thought, you you are pivoting, yes, but you're pivoting like under the same umbrella. Does that make sense? Like you're... You're still a wedding photographer. Like when we were talking about pivoting, we're talking about like, oh, well, we went from wedding photographer to like influencer, course creator. Like okay. that's like that's like a bitter, bigger process. So I wouldn't worry about like doing the slow pivot as much for you. Uh-huh. Um, I would almost focus on just like, it, it's almost getting just more specific. It's just niching down even more in my opinion. Yeah. Of like, because you're yeah. still doing adventurous destination intimate weddings. You're just getting a slightly bit more specific with it. Um. And I think your bio, first of all, your bio is rad. I think we might have talked about it. Like, you helped in, me. That's what I thought. I was like, mm, <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. That sounded so pompous. I don't mean to be. Okay. No. Um, but it's it's incredible. And I love that you said, like, let's plan an accessible, intimate wedding or elopement day. I want that to be a brand pillar of yours. Like, yeah. incorporated throughout, which obviously we talk about brand pillars in the course. But, uh-huh. like, make that something that is reoccurring. what's the word? Reoccurringly? Yes. Yes. Reoccurred within the Instagram. Repeat it. Repeat it. Thank you. (laughs) English. (laughs) I want it to be something that repeatedly comes up on your feed in your store. Like it doesn't have to be every single photo, but I want, like, I want you to make that a a very prevalent part of your brand because that is an identifier. But again, that kind of goes back to like showcasing the experience of it, whatever. Um, my all, my question is right now you're in Dallas. Are you would you consider yourself like full time like intimate wedding elopement photographer, or do you still have like wedding like traditional weddings that you're doing that you haven't like a hundred percent gone into the? In, does that make sense? The intimate space. Um, I so 
coming back, I just try to get back into it. I did a lot of traditional, but I I ended up doing a lot more smaller weddings towards the end of like m- me transitioning into being a missionary. Mm-hmm. And so I and I have been doing some traditional weddings, but it's also just to keep my business alive at this point. Right. And I, uh, don't get me wrong. If if you are my bride and you're listening to this, I absolutely love you and I love your wedding. I just am am trying to pivot into something that I can serve more brides yeah. in that in that area. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, but yeah, I. One thing I, I I've only booked one destination since COVID, and I got COVID. <laughs> oh, like on the destination? No, oh. like oh, prior, before. and had to. Oh. Th- shout out to the photo major. I had someone from the photo major group shoot that wedding, um, because I needed someone to do that. But, um, I I almost feel like the Lord is kind of closing the door to doing destinations right now. I have gotten inquiries for Mexico, but that's because I was a missionary over there and they're from missionary friends. Yeah. But yeah, I I think it's more so like, I think I need to pivot and lean into being more local. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, because I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I would, are you, are you still wanting to, because, you're you're saying like you want to go from full on adventurous destination intimate weddings and elopements to more accessible vows with a view, no hiking or or little hiking. Mm-hmm. Do you do you just want to be known for that like in the Dallas area? Like you don't want to travel at all? I really want to travel and I love it. However, my fiance Jerry, uh, he works for a brick company mm-hmm. and is pretty like stable in his place. And I don't want to for the first year of marriage, I definitely won't, don't want to be traveling, you know, every weekend and not seeing him because he yeah. works, you know, a 4 to 2 p.m., like 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. work schedule. Totally. So I want to I want to be able to see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is understandable. A ton of sense. A ton of sense. Well, th- I think right now, like you're, I'm looking at your bio, everything that you're saying checks out to me, like Dallas wedding photographer, which I love mm-hmm. that that's in the searchable area. Um, it says, let's plan an accessible intimate wedding or elopement day. There's no destination word in there. So I think that's okay. I think, again, I would just lean in a little bit more to what makes you different. Okay. You, you want to give people an elopement epic experience without the hike. So I would lean into that again as a brand pillar, like I said. And, and I want that like whatever like verbiage that you're coming up with to communicate that. I want that on your website. I know we're talking about Instagram, yeah. but like a full picture experience here. I yeah. want it on your website. I want blogs about it. I want you to talk about it on your stories. You could even have a highlight specifically for mm-hmm. like what is accessible. Like what is, why, why do I do what I do? Or, or what is accessible? You could obviously mm-hmm. go a different, a bunch of different routes with that. Basically a highlight for like accessible weddings and in, yeah. in your heart or that. Um, I don't know. Evie, I've been talking a lot. Do you have thoughts? Well, the only thing I would say, Annie, is to me, I wonder if if people, you know, I totally get where you're saying, like, newlywed life, you don't want to travel a ton, which I think that's amazing. I think that's a smart decision. Um, but my thing is, I wonder if, you know, people, if you're not reaching the people in the Dallas area with... Mm-hmm quote unquote, vows with a view, because at least from like my time that I've spent in Dallas, I don't 
instinctively think, oh, Dallas, tons of views. Like there's almost a slight disconnect for me. So that's where I'm wondering if you're trying to stay a little bit more local in this season, I think it would be really key for you to, as much as you can, do free shoots, do styled shoots, whatever you can Mm -hmm. to showcase what is possible in Dallas. Like, you know, even if that means maybe like, you know, the experience is a little bit more like it's just in this beautiful little wooded area by a lake or something, but they have a gorgeous like tablescape and you partner with a a planner and a florist and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I think there might be a disconnect in your clients' minds of like, what, what does like intimate vows with a view mean in Dallas, Texas? You know what I mean? So, and I know that's possible. I know there's like, yeah, possibilities around you. And I know you're so creative and like visually there that you can make it happen. I just, I would put that effort in to really showcasing like, like almost breaking down the, the belief systems that your ideal client is probably having of like, Mm. uh, why, like there is no hiking to be done in Dallas or there are no views in Dallas or they don't know it yet. Exactly. Mm. That's the thing. Well, you could even, I'm thinking like you could do a carousel or again, I'm expanding on this, a carousel, but then also a reel, but then also a blog post. (laughs) So like, again, one piece of content and then you just like worse mark, not hard. Um, but I'm thinking like a carousel of like different locations. Well, maybe you don't want to give like exact locations, but you could give like, because usually for like a traditional wedding photographer, I would recommend like, hey, do a blog on like 10 top wedding venues in your city, yeah. right? And you could still do that because you're not necessarily like ignoring like traditional weddings. You're just, mm-hmm. you know, going more towards intimate weddings. But you could you could do venues for like intimate, wet, like best w- venues in Dallas for intimate weddings. But then you could also do like different types of um locations for intimate elopements in the Dallas mm-hmm. area that don't require think, a five mile hike. Yeah. I think you could do that in a really cool way without ever sharing like the name or the location. You could right. just be like, do you want a more wooded like experience? Like check out, you know, this spot. And it's like just a, a reel or whatever with like a video mm-hmm. of it um, or, you know, photos or whatever. And then you could be like, or if you're looking for more of a, like an overview, like scenic, whatever, this spot, if you're looking for, yeah. you know, so you don't ever have to be like, here's this name of this location, right. exact spot. Yeah. Obviously, you probably don't want to do that. But yeah. that could even showcase like, hey, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to help you have this mm-hmm. experience that I'm promising you right here. Um, and I think that might really help your clients picture themselves there. And then on on top of that, not even like showing photos or videos of the location, I would make sure you do shoots there so that yeah. again, your clients put themselves in the photos that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need to lean in more to, you know, modeled calls and styled shoots until I start booking clients and then mm-hmm. can just show off. Then yes. if I see a really cool spot, I'll just say, hey, let's go to this place. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. All right. What's next? <laughs> okay. So... I've been kind of flying off, like, by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I think that's the phrase. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like, since July of 2021, I was working a 50-hour work week for six Ooh. months. Then I got engaged and have a three-month engagement. And then um, now I am trying to incorporate my content pillars. But I was wondering... Since I kind of haven't had content pillars, should I kind of pivot into that and kind of slowly introduce them to my audience? Or do I just go ahead and 
lean into them because I haven't had a full-on content strategy beyond what I have learned and retained from, you know, the Instagram major. Yeah. What would you say? I have many thoughts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would not pivot slowly because the reality is you're it, God, it's not page, okay. it's not a pivot. <laughs> um you just now have more clarity for yourself as well as the people that you're speaking to. I would just mm-hmm. like lean into it and just implement it instantly. The only time you really want to have a slow pivot, kind of like Lindsay was saying, is if your content pillars are going from, let's say, wedding photographer, you know, and personal life and whatever into like travel influencer or, mm-hmm. you know, business educator or something like that, where it's truly like a drastic change in the type of content that you're creating and the people you're speaking to. Yeah. But you're not having that. You're just having a lot more strategic like clarity and purpose behind what you're creating and why. So I would just start doing it right off the bat. Lindsay, you had many thoughts. Well, that's why I was like, we're the same brain. I'm so glad you said that. Because, uh, (laughs) I should have just psyched you out and been like, very slowly. It's so dangerous to do it all at once. And I just like, I would have been like, cool, get off the show. No, um, the only other thing I was going to add to that is y- your audience is not looking or even thinking of your strategy like you are. Like mm-hmm. you're in your head, you're in your brain, you're in your, your no, you know, your business. So your viewer, you're like, no one's thinking of somebody else's business from a strategic standpoint. Yeah. And so, yeah, just literally go tomorrow. Well, no, get married and then, you know, have a honeymoon, come back, rest, grace, and then start. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense because I was also talking to my cousin yesterday and she wants to get into wedding planning and elopement planning. And so she was like, it looks like you're doing so many elopements and weddings. How's that going? How are you surviving with wedding planning? (laughs) And I'm like, I just, I finished editing the last couple weddings, like, two months ago. <laughs> yeah. You're That's like, awesome. I, yeah, I'm glad it's looking like I'm doing more. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's so good. Um, okay. So when it comes to reels, I want to like use my reels as a store, the storefront to my business, because I understand the importance of them and how so many people will just like scroll. Ooh, I like this person's reels, follow and move on. And so I want it to be like that way. Would you recommend I lean into the, you know, client experience type thing, um, educational stuff and not on a personal side at this point, because I'm not trying to be a blogger lifestyle person at all right now. Um, Would you recommend I just kind of stick to that? Mm, That's a really good question. So, okay. Yeah, I have I almost say both. I, I, I almost say both, but mm, I don't. Mm. <laughs> here's what's going <laughs> on. In, here's what's going on in my head, Annie. Mm-hmm. The the more client targeted your reels can be, the more your growth and conversion on Instagram are going to be like strategic. Mm-hmm. You don't right. like if you just do a reel on. Um, I don't know, your your relationship, your your new marriage, or you know, your faster engagement than most people would consider, you know, that sort of thing. Um, you might reach totally a few of your ideal people with that reel, but you also might have a significant chunk who are like, you know, not in your ideal client radius. So if 
I, I say both because personal brand, obviously you want to connect with people, yeah. but I would lean a little bit more into the like client targeted. And that doesn't always just have to be like educational. Here's a tip. Sometimes it can be, you know, here, like, I can't believe well, this is my life. And like a vibey montage of like well, your it could life. Also be, like, like inspirational, like, yes. like phone shot of your, of your couple getting married. Exactly. Like that could still be, I agree with Evie. I, I think both, maybe like a 70% educational client targeted and then 30% personal. The okay. only reason I, I say both though, is if you, if there is a chance that you still want to do destination stuff, mm-hmm. like the way that me and Evie both grew our business, our photography businesses so well is that we leaned heavily on, on personal brand. Like we leaned heavily onto sharing that personal content. Cause what that's going to do is if you start sharing personal content and getting people to fall in love with you as a human being, mm-hmm. you're going to get people following you that don't necessarily live in Dallas and need to get married right now, or even are anywhere close, or maybe they're already married. Like they're, yeah. they're not your ideal client in that sense. But what happens is it will grow your account because people will start just following you because they love your work. They love you. You're so sweet. They love your spirit. They love your heart. Mm -hmm. Like that's what you want because what that happens then, especially if you are willing and want to do destination work is like maybe the person that follows you isn't your ideal client Mm -hmm. technically, but she loves you and loves following you. But then her little sister's getting married in Washington. And like that's, that's what happens as like, that's genuinely how me and Evie grew our business is we leaned into personal branding. It grew our follower account a ton and that helped us get more destination work because people followed us all over the world, all over the US. And then again, like maybe they didn't, but like word of mouth, like it just, it grows. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I mean, I'm not wanting to like close the door to destinations. I'm okay if I Mm -hmm. get a couple. I think I just might put a cap on it. And if I get something for a destination work, great. But I need to recognize what season of life I'm in, which is brand new marriage. And then potentially if I have kids, like what what season am I in? So I think it's also being wise with understanding which clients I take it on. And then I can refer the Mm -hmm. other clients that are destinations to people in the photo major because they are freaking awesome and they know how to serve. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love um, that. The only thing I want to add on to that, Annie, is like, like Lindsay said, like personal brand is is huge, which I already know you know that from, you know, being in yeah. all the courses and listening to the podcast and all the things. Um, but I just, I see a lot of entrepreneurs making the mistake of, almost leaning into like either like a a content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. on reels because they think it's going to help them grow, which is true, but there's, there's not the strategy behind it. So that's where I just Mm -hmm. am like, you can still share totally your personal stuff, but I would just try as much as you can to have it be very aligned with your brand. Like you could share stuff about like having asthma and, and bowed legs And, you know, how you Mm -hmm. wanted to create a a business that could serve fellow people who want Mm -hmm. to adventure, but don't have the capacity, you know, something like that, like a real, that's personal and people might follow you because they're like, oh, I have asthma. I've felt held back. I love that she's doing, you know, I love that. But it's also making sure you're targeting people. You're not just saying like, 
you know, fall, jumping on a, a, a funny trend or like a yeah. funny reel when your entire business is photography at this stage. Obviously, you want your personal self yeah. put into it, but that's that's well, the only that, thing. I'm glad you said that though, because this is just like, we teach this also in the course, but this is like a principle that applies obviously more than just to Instagram or, or Reels or anything like that. But mm-hmm. when you are sharing personal aspects for your business as a part of your personal brand. You don't want to just like share random personal things just because, oh, Lindsay mm-hmm. and Evie or other people told me to like share my personality. Like that that's where you get people that are like, uh, they they are a photographer and they're share, sharing like random, like I love, like love movie. Okay, maybe that's a bad example. Like they're sharing like their dogs, but their ideal clients like are not dog people, right? And, yeah. and again, like you want to be very strategic in like the personal elements that you're including into your personal brand. Like Evie just said, like you want to make sure that they align and are intriguing mm-hmm. or like connect with your ideal client. So yeah. like, for example, we both, when we were doing elopements, like I shared the fact that I loved travel. I love national parks. Like I shared that a lot. And, and whenever me and Andrew went um, traveling, I would do a blog post purely just on that location. Like if we went to a national park, I would break down all the hikes, mm-hmm. break down what we went with photos. Because again, I was trying to attract people that loved traveling because if they were wanting photos in a certain area, I wanted them to hop on my blog and be like, Oh, mm-hmm. love her. She, tra- like she has similar interests as mine. Okay. So that does that make sense? sense? Yeah. And I mean, so <laughs> Uh, I don't want to lean too much into this, but I'm I'm a suburb girl. I was born in Kansas. <laughs> what? You yeah, know, we're not. What? Wait, where? Where? Okay, maybe you don't have to, you don't have to say uh, that. Well, it's a suburb of Kansas City. Kansas. What? Yeah. Uh, that's how I found you, actually. I That's wild. Okay. We followed each other for a hot minute. And then I don't know what happened, but we both at one point weren't following each other. And then, yeah, uh, I refound you. We go you. back. I didn't even know this at all. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You're this actually friends with one of my cousins. What? Who is it? I'm, what? Um, I've got a, I've got a, we can also talk after we've, you don't (laughs) yeah, I'm just like derailing this conversation because I'm like, oh wait, tell me more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So I I mean, I grew up in the suburbs, (laughs) moved moved to Texas when I was young, um, but grew up in the suburbs and I'm, and I'm moving onto a farm and taking care of my in-laws, goats and pigs and peacocks. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That is amazing. So I love that. I'm trying to, so I'm trying to figure out how I can show the, that part, but do it in a strategic way because I don't think my ideal client lives on a farm. Maybe they'd be interested in like just the fact that I live on a farm with goats and peacocks Freaking peacocks. <laughs> Freaking peacocks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, wait, Annie. I have so many thoughts right now. First of all, I, I want to like almost correct what Lindsay and I just said. Not everything you do has to be strategic. Like not every mm-hmm. element that you share has to be super strategic. You, It can be, just be true to you that, mm-hmm. you know, will relate to connect, help you connect and build relationship with your ideal clients. Yeah. I think where you really want to be cautious and even more strategic is with reels just because those are the big like like you said the storefront of your business so if you're displaying it as if you know if you were creating a reel on maybe farm life or whatever 
Um, but you know your ideal client does not live on a farm. You're displaying a storefront of like this farm girl, you know, that is going to reach people who are not your ideal clients and don't connect with the right people. Stories though, you can do whatever the heck you want. That's like the fun part. I feel like same with posts. Like, like in my brain, like you're saying, you know, my ideal client probably doesn't live on a farm, but I'm like, I bet though your ideal client who's wanting the more like easy, accessible vows with view is the same person who probably also grew up in the suburbs, loves nature, but didn't necessarily grow up on a farm or wanting to farm or, you know, hiking or backpacking or camping, you know, but they do love nature. They just weren't infused with it. And so for Mm -hmm. you sharing like, hey, I'm a suburb girl. They're probably like, bing, connect. And then you're like, but I now live on a farm with my husband. And they're going to be like, whoa, intrigued. And then you're going to be like, here's some behind the scenes process. They're going to be like, fascinated will stay. You know what I mean? Like it it doesn't always have mm-hmm. to be like, and now you must book your wedding with me. Sometimes right. it's just that personal like connection of like, there's depth to Annie and like, wow, her life is so intriguing. Freaking peacocks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would say the reels is where you can maybe create like a reel here and there on like, I'm a suburb girl with severe asthma and, you know, whatever, who is mm-hmm. now living on a farm with peacocks and horses and, come, you know, <laughs> like, I'm a wedding photographer trying to serve such and such. Like, here's a glimpse in my life. And it could be like a montage of yeah. videos and images of like your life. Something like that could be really cool because it's a full brand perspective. It's not just like a day in the life of the farm where it's, that's not probably going to hit the right people. No. Does, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, like a montage kind of like, um, I can't believe this is my life shooting and then like pictures, like videos of me shooting and then, you know, herding the goats with my dog, (laughs) Stevie Wonder. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) And then like, um, then, you know, pivoting and, and, and showing more of the behind the scenes of working and then showing the fact that I still have to take care of the animals, that kind of thing. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And it shows your personality. Yeah. Yes. And it, sh- it it creates opportunities for connections without being totally out of left field, not giving the full picture of like who you are and who you're actually trying to reach, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it really helps kind of me give, get a better idea. I'm glad we did this before I got married. So that when <laughs> I come back to work, I have a better picture of what I what I want to do. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope this has been like so helpful for you. I feel like we've talked about a lot, obviously, under the umbrella of Instagram, but yeah. do you feel like you have more clarity um, just in the direction that you're going toward now? Yeah, it, it really does solidify some of the thoughts, but it also refocuses some of my, you know, hyper fixations. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you so, so much. Absolutely. Okay. Well, before you leave, like shout off basically like your handles, your, all the, all the things that where people can find you. Okay. Yeah. You can find me at annieshannon.co on the internet. It's my, that's my website. Um, you could do www. But if you just do the annieshannon.co, you can be directed directly to my website. You can find me on Instagram at annieshannon.co. On Facebook, it's the Annie Shannon Co. I don't know why, but it wouldn't let me get <laughs> Annie Shannon Co. Um, so yeah, that's I where you can find me. And I mean, Pinterest, I'm Annie Shannon Co. on there as well, or the Annie Shannon Co. 
I don't know. Consistency. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, Annie, before you go, so we, as of the time of this episode airing, are relaunching the Instagram major with the Reels Minor. And I know you are in both, but specifically the Instagram major. I'm not before, in the Reels Minor. Oh, what? Annie Shannon is not in a course of ours. How <laughs> dare she? <laughs> I love it. Um, how did I think you were? I don't know. Because you're in everything and you show up yeah. to everything and it makes me very happy. It's anyway. like, I just go for the big dogs. That's it. <laughs> no, I have I had the content um, minor, but... Oh, oh just she, kidding. She truly okay. is in just about everything. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I love it. Okay, well then the Instagram major specifically, we're launching it this week as of airing. Um, so do you want to share for anyone who's listening to this, who is maybe seeing the launch happen, who's on the fence, who's uns- mm-hmm. like... Instagram, do you just want to share your thoughts like as a student's experience, honest, real, like what were your favorite parts of the course? What did you learn? You know, would you recommend it to someone wanting to grow on Instagram? All of that. My favorite parts? Oh my goodness. I can't name one, but if you're listening to this and you're on the fence, I want to first say that you deserve to invest in your business and in yourself. And this is going to give you the freedom to take your life back when it comes to Instagram. So if you have been posting daily, but you're, you know, spinning your wheels, trying to figure out how to market and everything, and you're just so confused and so lost, or maybe you kind of have a strategy, but it's just not cutting it. You're not reaching as much potential as you could have. I 100% recommend that you join the Instagram major course. It's going to be a little bit of a boot camp because (laughs) you, oh my gosh, you're going to learn that you have to die to yourself and what you want to share when it comes to business if you're not a business like focused person marketing to other business owners. Um, but it is so good and it will empower you. It will empower your clients, your future clients, and people are going to learn so much from you. And that wow. is, that is, it's, and it's because you're going to be given the strategic tips, but also the tips to have boundaries, which mm-hmm. is really good. Oh, that's so well, good. Thank you for sharing that. You, you literally, like, I, I've just seen you grow so much. Just even, like, just being, like we said at the very beginning of this call, you show up for every single time that we, like, do a live call with the Instagram <laughs> major group. Like, you are, like, committed, which I think is just, like, we keep calling you, like, VIP student. But truly, like, <laughs> this is just, whether the listener, like, takes a course of ours or anybody else's, whenever you take a course, you really, it's just like you said, Annie, like, it takes work and it takes dying to self. And it's like, you got to commit and, and put in the effort. Mm-hmm. And you literally have have done that. With every just, single like, course. Yes, yes. It is so cool to watch you just have grown through, like, being in, in our courses. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for just giving us your time. And I, I hope that we just gave you so much that you can go forth with after your wedding yeah. and <laughs> just crush your business. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. 